You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back. We are so glad you are joining us here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. We are on buffalorumblings.com, iTunes, and everywhere else you go to get your podcasts. And we are a great source for your Buffalo Bills news and information. My name is John Boccasino, being joined, of course, as I always am, by my venerable colleague, Jamie D'Amico. We are going to break down a newsy week from One Bills Drive and a week, Jamie, that really should leave fans feeling very good about the future of their organization. And if you were living under a rock or didn't get a chance to pay attention this week, the Bills locked up two key pieces of their franchise, giving Deion Dawkins a four-year, $60 million contract extension and locking up Sean McDermott through the 2025 season. Uh, He will become the second longest tenured Bills head coach since Marv Levy, which is just a, a great fact of stability for the Bills to have both Josh Allen's blindside protector locked up for four more years and the genius on the sidelines who has guided the Bills to two playoff appearances in the last three years. Jamie, you got to be ecstatic about these moves, right? Absolutely. There are two things this week that have caused me to feel warm tinglys deep inside. And that's one, the news coming out of one Bill's drive. And two, you referring to me as venerable. This has been a good week. And I really like what's going on because, you know, some of the news that has been circulating, especially the news as it relates to the ownership, has been less than flattering from time to time over the past couple of months specifically with a criticism focused on Kim Pagula. But you look at this and it's like, okay, they're doing what they need to do. They're doing what everybody knows needs to happen to keep this thing moving forward. They did it, buddy. Good news. And you know what? We all could use good news during these COVID pandemic days and during the racial injustice that's happening around the world. We could really use some positive Bill's news to focus on. And I had the exact same reaction, Jamie, where, you know, there's been some inside baseball stories that have come out about the culture and the climate uh, for Pagula Sports Entertainment Group and some of the, the negativity that's come out there. And for me to get to focus on Sean McDermott staying in Buffalo through 2025, it's a six year extension. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know when I was expecting the news to happen. Uh, we've talked at length about what Uh, McDermott and Brandon being the GM would need to do what more they could do to secure their features in Western New York. But the fact that it came this week before training camp, the first padded practice is taking place on Monday, which will be quite curious to watch how that works out during COVID. But it's so nice to see McDermott get rewarded for what he has done. And 
let's not lose fat sight of the fact that McDermott and Bean came in to a barren franchise, a franchise that was devoid of talent up and down the roster outside of Kyle Williams and Eric Wood and a couple of other talented pieces. This was not a well-constructed roster and the bills have gone 25 and 23 made the playoffs two out of three years should have won a playoff game last year in Houston, but you know, that's, that's in the past. We'll, you know, We'll, we'll get through that one of these days. We'll get past that loss one of these days. But, you know, Jamie, the Bills have a bright future, and you've got to lock up your talent because I guarantee you if McDermott hit the free agent market, the Bills would be hard-pressed to find someone who knows this system and who has his players buying in as well as Sean McDermott has. I, I 100% agree, and they talk about it a lot. And the, that conversation is culture. What sort of culture has been built? And you can say that the Buffalo Bills really severely lacked that for many years. They were known as a team that um, they were losers. They didn't keep their good players. They wouldn't pay anybody. That doesn't seem to be what people are saying about them around the league anymore. Instead, they're saying things like well-coached. Um, everybody's buying in. The players love each other. They're dedicated. These are these are the adjectives you want to hear in reference to a team because that's how you move them forward. Now, how is he able to do that? Well, he took uh, a different sort of attitude than we've seen in the past, especially coming off of Rex Ryan, who had zero discipline. He didn't care what his players did on or off the field. And you came in in with a, a new philosophy when when McDermott came to the helm and that philosophy was we're going to get down to business we're going to do what we need to do and we're really going to take care of each other and he really has been focused on getting the right type of character in the door now that was something we saw a lot when Marv Levy was the head coach and Bill Polian and John Butler were the general managers during that reign I'm liking where this is going because Speaking of the general manager, he and Brandon Bean are in lockstep in building this roster. And I, I, I know that there's there's a lot to say about Brandon Bean, but the only thing I'll ask on that before we get too deeply into it is, how long do you think it's going to be before we see him get an extension too? I, Jamie, I honestly was really, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know when the Bills could possibly... Uh, on the heels of such a great week of having both Deion Dawkins and McDermott get locked up, but they need to find a way. And Brandon Bean has said he knows his day will come. He knows he'll get that extension. The talented GM is entering the fourth year of his five-year deal. It seems inevitable that he's going to get that contract extension. I really hope that it happens sooner than later. And if anything can be gleaned by recent history of teams that are very successful in the NFL, they extend the coach, then they extend the GM very close to each other or on the heels of, of those deals. And the teams I'm talking about in particular are the San Francisco 49ers who went to the Super Bowl last year and the Minnesota Vikings who had a really deep run in the playoffs as well uh, before losing to, to San Francisco. These are two teams with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. You know, Kyle Shanahan got locked up on June 16th. And then a month later, John Lynch got an extension for his GM tenure to uh, to run beyond his initial contract. And the Minnesota Vikings did that. Mike Zimmer got extended July 24th. And about a week later, Rick Spielman's deal was extended. So 
right there you see two franchises that are stable and have made runs in the playoffs doing this within one week and four weeks of each other. So with McDermott getting locked up this past Wednesday, I would hope before the start of the season, uh, sooner than later, the Bills make that inevitable news that Brandon Bean has gotten his contract extended. What about you? Well, something that I thought was beautiful was when uh, McDermott was campaigning for Bean to get his extension in the press conference where this was announced. And I've I've got the quote here. It's McDermott saying, uh, in regard to signing Bean to an extension, that's a decision for Terry and Kim, and I respect that. You know my view on Brandon hasn't changed since the first day we met. I mean, when I was around in Carolina, he always had a great way about him, in particular with people skills. And then his great balance of business and operation. Brandon has done a phenomenal job and I can't envision myself working with any other GM. Well, (laughs) wow. That's, that's some high praise out there. And you can tell that, you know, these are two people that have really look, they're on the younger side of things uh, as far as GMs and head coaches go in the league, but they've, they really have grown up lockstep together going back to their days in Carolina. And it's so great to see the continuity get, rewarded. So with that being said, continuity, I expect there to be a contract extension for Brandon Bean coming up in the near future. And, uh, you know, you had mentioned Jamie about the respect factor, you know, we Rex Ryan would always win the off season. He'd always win the, the, the times during the week, the press conferences leading up to the games. And then he would have horrible clock management issues. He, his defense fell from being a top five unit with Jim Schwartz to being a bottom feeder. And, you know, Rex Ryan was kind of a, a blowhard in Western New York. When Sean McDermott got hired right after the very first game he played, uh, he coached rather for the bills, the bills beat the jets 21 to 12 at new era field, a sunny day at the stadium. Awesome. Hopeful moment for the bills. Sean McDermott said the following. The problem is they don't respect us, they being the rest of the National Football League. And that's a problem. We've got to do something about this. Nobody comes into our house and takes food off of our table is how McDermott addressed the Bills before that game against the Jets. Here's how far things have come in the three short years of McDermott being head coach. Sean McDermott said the other day after his press conference for signing the contract extension, His proudest moment and most satisfying moment of being the Bills coach is this, quote, the respect now that the Buffalo Bills are given around the league in league circles outside of Western New York, that to me is probably my most satisfying piece of it as a coach. So how better to summarize the cultural change, the trusting of the process, than to look under the same microscope for three-year difference as to how McDermott has overhauled the culture and the process here in Western New York. And Bills fans are buying in, and the players are buying in. No longer is this a wasteland, the, the Siberia of the NFL, a place where talent only goes when a lot of money is thrown their way. People want to come to Buffalo to be a part of this special winning culture, and it freaking gets me so excited to have this as my head coach, Jamie. I I agree with that. He's considered one of the best minds in the NFL at this point, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, McDermott is not without criticism. Sometimes he has clock management issues. He's terrible at challenging penalties um, and also replays. um, Hasn't been the best on those. I don't have the stats offhand. You probably do because you're that kind of guy. Um, And, you know, the, the whole 
Nathan Peterman experiment just kind of reeked of a coach that was not prepared to make that decision. But that was year one of him being a head coach. He's moving into year four now. Big difference. I I have seen McDermott's growth. We, we have all seen McDermott's growth uh, as time has gone on. And, and things have become, obviously, uh, it's a much tighter ship than it was originally. And it's it's noticeable. It is. It's definitely noticeable. It's noticeable how McDermott and Bean worked to get their own players in here. They got players that bought in. You know, the fact that they made the playoffs that first year when, yeah, you had the Terod Taylor Nathan Peterman debacle against the Chargers and McDermott admitted that was a mistake. He just fell in love with Peterman as a guy and overlooked the fact that he has a noodle arm and couldn't throw a 12 yard out to save his life. But, you know, that was a gravy situation for the Bills where they got to snap the playoff drought, the 17 year drought. They got to the playoffs. They had every right to beat a very good Jacksonville Jaguars team in the first round in the wild card. They fell short. But that to me raised the bar for what this Bills franchise was capable of. And yes, they took a step back the following year. A lot of that can again be said for Peterman, given the reins of the the team's quarterbacking role and building Josh Allen's development. But I don't know. I feel like McDermott does have his vulnerabilities. He does have his warts. The Bills have not had a top 10 offense or a top 15 offense during his three years. But this year, the chips are exactly where they need to be for the Bills to make that run deep in the playoffs, potentially contend for a championship. And that's what this whole signing to me, Jamie, the bottom line is, okay, the Bills are rewarding McDermott for doing a great body of work his first year, first three years. The bar has now been raised so high that anything short of the AFC championship game and getting to the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl is going to be considered a letdown. That's the, the con to this. To me, I'm not saying this year the Bills have to get to and win the Super Bowl. I would love them to, but I don't necessarily say this is the make or break year. But in the next three years, if the Bills don't at least make one AFC Championship game appearance and hopefully get to one Super Bowl, I think you're going to have some hot water on McDermott because the Bills brass is putting that faith in him that he will continue to build upon this great product with all the weapons in place they have. That's an interesting take because mine was a little bit different. Mine was that if Josh Allen doesn't work out, McDermott and Bean are going to have a chance to find the next quarterback. So I was taking that as the Pakula saying, even if we don't take that next step, we we trust you to get it right the second time if you need a second uh, attempt at it. Well, and I can and we can we've definitely talked about, you know, Josh Allen and is his how far in his is his fate tied to McBean, uh my combination of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Uh, I'm not original in that one of course, but you know, how closely are their fates tied? I don't know. To me, I would love to say Jamie that they could that, that Josh Allen could flounder and not make that development and McDermott would still be safe. I'm not saying he would get terminated or lose his contract status. But what this does, I'm saying, is the overall overarching theme that it sends to all of Bill's nation is that this is our leader. We have total faith in him. And now he needs to develop and and, and he needs to produce. You know, he is being viewed at the same level as those Bill's teams in the mid 90s, early to mid 90s, where they need to be successful and make a run. You You can't have Sean McDermott's got to tighten up the challenge issues. He's got to tighten up the play calling, the game clock management issues. 
because the margin for error is 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 getting thinner and thinner and the expectations are getting higher and higher they raised the bar the bills did um with this extension they basically went out and said here you go here's the keys to the fancy porsche you're the one driving it not the organization being this whole assembly of people behind the scenes and the cult team culture team process this is sean mcdermott's vehicle right now being the coach of this franchise and he needs to deliver that's kind of the message i took away from it yeah i i i don't think you're I don't think you're off at all. I think they recognize that they've got something good and want to keep it. And especially when you look at the way that the Buffalo Sabres are floundering, I, I don't think that the Pagulas want to do want to take any false steps when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. They know they've got something good. They value it. And they're listening to their football people. Like when the, their football people say, hey, we want to pay $60 million to uh, one of our young offensive linemen. They're able to get the money to do that. Hello, Deion Dawkins. They call that a segue in the industry, and Jamie D'Amico mastered that transition right there for us. <laughs> One of the reasons, Jamie, you're a proud member of the podcast, your ability to transition from Sean McDermott to Deion Dawkins. And, you know, folks, you guys heard us have a very passionate argument on this podcast earlier this summer about when I posed the topic of if you could only extend one Deion Dawkins or Matt Milano, who would you extend? Now, granted, the Bills can extend as many players as they want to as long as they're creative with the cap space. But I was so happy, Jamie, that they gave Dion this extension because I still ardently stand by the fact it's easier to find a weak side linebacker and a linebacker like Matt Milano than it is to find a franchise caliber left tackle like Deion Dawkins. And I know Dawkins has been up and he's been down in his tenure since getting drafted out of Temple. But what I've seen so far, his progress, his maturity on the field, and his taking ownership of his play, this was a natural step for me to, to extend Dawkins four years. And $60 million, I believe he has $30 million guaranteed. It's not that outrageous of a deal for a, uh, for a left tackle. It's, it, it ranks him fifth in the NFL in, uh, in left tackles. Within a year, I promise this is going to look like a good deal because once the other free agents come up, um, you're going to see some big names getting some big money, some renegotiated contracts. He's going to fall back to probably the middle of the pack within 18 months of this. And you know what? That's about where he belongs. He's kind of a middle of the pack, maybe, uh, maybe a 10 to 15 left tackle. He's not a top 10 player, but he's solid. And what he brings to the Bills is he brings leadership. He was a captain this past year. He brings passion. He brings accountability. You know, this was a guy who didn't play great in his second season. He had a hard time adjusting to not playing next to uh, Richie Incognito. And he came around in his third season. Not only did he improve his play, but he became a captain too. You could tell that he's one of the people who has... He, he really leads the team from an emotional standpoint, and that's something you can't lose. That's something that's very difficult to put a dollar amount on, and he seems coachable. That's the other thing. I, I think that he's the kind of guy who's going to keep getting better and wants to keep getting better. And the story about him, when he called up his mother in, in tears after he got this contract because he, he felt like 
he could finally take care of his family. You know, that is a much better story than somebody who says, oh, great. I can buy that boat I always wanted. <laughs> no, I want to get my mom a house. Oh, that, it's, it's, it's touching. And it really was emotional to see. There's some great video clips that are out there talking with Deion Dawkins and, and seeing how he celebrated this contract extension. And the fact that, look, he can say whatever he wants to say. We've seen Bill's players like Marcel Darius work their tails off to get that second contract and then fade off into marijuana and league troubles and be a headache on the roster. There is no way that Deion Dawkins is going to disappoint from a professionalism standpoint with this contract. He said point blank after getting this big contract extension, he knows that he has to earn the money. He has to earn this contract. And the fact that he's got that accountability and that responsibility for what the Bills are investing in the second round pick out of Temple, that to me gives me all the evidence in the world that I need to know that Deion Dawkins is going to at least have every opportunity to live up to this contract and not disappoint with bad off-the-field behavior. Deion is cut from a different cloth than some of the Bills' past players who have been extended and did not live up to expectations. I think Deion has the sky the limit for him. You mentioned being a top 15 left tackle I honestly believe, Jamie, that Dion has the ability to be a top five to top 10 left tackle if he continues to mature and develop with his play. And if you look at what he did from 2018 to 2019, he has made tremendous strides as far as his ability to be a solid pass blocker, a really good effective run blocker, uh, the penalties he could still afford to cut down on those a little bit, but what he's done and what he brings to this line, the stability and the above average play that he brings out there. I think it's a great move. I'm happy Dion's back and I expect Dion to continue that ascent. I don't see this being a guy who gets complacent and gets, you know, again, complacent with the money and, and doesn't work his tail off. He loves Buffalo. He loves the bills fans. And you ought to know by now, like Deion Dawkins wants to be here and wants to be part of a winner. He knows people are looking and counting on him to deliver. And I don't think he's going to disappoint. I know exactly what you mean. And one of the things that I like about this is the length of the deal. He's 26 years old. It's a four-year extension. This is going to bring him up through his age 30 season. So this is going to take him through uh, his prime seasons. He'll probably have a couple of good years after that. But, you know, you can always adjust for it down the road if you need to re-sign him. I, I I just like the way this looks all the way around. And you brought up Marcel Darius, who signed that huge extension with the Bills. He got his money. Currently, Marcel Darius, unemployed. Nobody wants him because he's such a headache. If you can't make it with the dysfunctional Jacksonville Jaguars, you can't make it anywhere in the National Football League. And, uh, you know, Deion Dawkins is, again, a polar opposite from what Marcel was. Marcel was the number three overall pick out of Alabama. Darius disappointed. Uh, Dawkins was a second-round pick out of Temple. And he his, his play, again, it's been up and down through the first couple years in Buffalo, but he really rebounded nicely last year. Um, and he's going to get a four-year. It could be worth as much as $60 million. $34 million is guaranteed. But, you know, Jamie, you mentioned it earlier. The contracts for left tackles, much like the contracts for cornerbacks, are only going to get more and more expensive as we accelerate down through the years. I would definitely be a firm believer, like you said, that this is going to prove to be a bargain of a deal 
down the road when you consider how much stock is placed in the blindside protection. And Dawkins only gave up three sacks last year total, which again is way, way below average for left tackles out there. He's durable. He's never missed a game for injury. Um, He started 43 out of the 48 games coming to Buffalo. So I think he's really somebody who the Bills can build upon. And here's one more thing I want to say too. It's not just the swagger that Dion brings with him because he believes in himself. He knows he's somebody who can really contribute to this team. But Dion Dawkins represents something special for this Bills brass. He is the first of Brandon Bean's draft picks to make it to that second contract. And you can tell that Dion really appreciated the faith and the confidence that the brass has in him to be doling out a contract like this to, again, make him the first of that draft class from McDermott and Brandon Bean to make it to that second contract. Also, I'm asking you to make a prediction here. We've seen that this guy has pretty good hands and he can actually run pass routes. In the next four years, we'll say, how many touchdowns is he going he going to catch? The next four years, I would set the over under at three and a half, and I would take the over. I think he is going to, even though the league is getting onto him a little bit more, he had that touchdown catch you know, against the Patriots, and he's had touchdown catches and big catches for his career. I could easily see Deion Dawkins going over four touchdown catches over the next four years, at least one a year. How about you? I, th- I think that's a good number. I uh, I would be on board with that. And at some point, I'd like to see him line up as a tight end and actually run an act, run a route. It's probably the kind of thing that you'll see maybe at the end of a season when, you know, um, sort of like they did with Kyle Williams going out for a pass on third and sh- or fourth and short, third and short, whichever that was. Um, I want to see that from him, too. You know, he, I'll drop a name on you, Jamie. Uh, You mentioned being athletic and maybe running routes as a tight end. Deion Dawkins is one of two Bills offensive linemen to have caught two career touchdown passes. Can you name the other one? Oh, this is a good one. Offensive lineman, you say, huh? Uh, Offensive lineman. uh, The name, it's not someone who's a household name, but if you know and pay attention to the offensive lineman for the Bills, this is somebody you should recognize. Mitch Ferrat. Holy shit. Nailed it. Mitch Ferrat. Did I really? Mitch Ferrat had two touchdown catches for the Buffalo Bills. Dude, I am so proud of you. I wish I had like a bell to be ringing out here. All I can give you is my undying applause and respect because you pulled that trivia. I truly pulled that out of my ass. That was fantastic. Now, Mitch Ferrat also is the owner of one of the nastiest mullets I've ever seen in my entire life, according to some of these photos I'm looking at here on on Wikipedia and Google, but yeah, Mitch Ferrat. He and Jeff oh, Wright. The Bills of those 90s, man, they owned those mullets, and he's got the little Fu Manchu mustache thing going on down there with the soul patch. Mitch Ferrat did not mess around. Yeah, I feel like Mitch Ferrat probably could have played for the 93 Phillies with that <laughs> hair. John Cruck and Darren Dalton and Lenny Dykstra and all those guys and Mitch Ferrat out there as well. Um how about that? Who thought we'd be talking about Mitch frickin' Farad here on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. You are a wealth of information, sir. Well, I'm glad you passed my impromptu trivia question out here. And it's just, it's again, it's such a great week for the Bills to be able to lock up Dawkins and to lock up McDermott. Hopefully Brandon Bean is coming up next. Uh, we'll keep you posted. You can always find out all your latest Bills news here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I want to mention... 
Last week, we had talked about this doing the 53-man roster projections, but it didn't seem fair to do that when there was such a newsy week to break down for our listeners of Believe. So you can, with bated breath, wait until next week. Unless another big contract extension comes up, our plans right now are to do the 53-man roster projections, look at under-the-radar players, look at players on the hot seat, and then come up with our 53-man roster for this most unusual of seasons. So, Jamie, you got your homework, buddy. I can't wait to see what you come up with for your preparations. It's going to be interesting. And also, by the way, little teaser, we are going to have a big announcement here at Buffalo Rumblings coming up shortly. And we'll be talking about it on the show, probably just mentioning it, not making too big of a deal about it, but it's big. Well, Jamie, this news is definitely big. And, uh, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, get involved with our podcast and find out more ways you can connect with us and talk about, we want to hear your feelings. You know, do you have any reservations about Deion Dawkins getting a four-year, $60 million extension with $34 million guaranteed. What do you think about Sean McDermott getting a contract running now through the 2025 season here in Western New York? Get involved with us on Twitter. Jamie is at the Jamie D'Amico, and I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment on our article on buffalorumblings.com. We welcome your feedback and engagement here with the pod. Jamie, A-plus effort. You earned that venerable uh, nickname for sure for this week and uh, looking Woo-hoo. forward to chatting next week, buddy. Thank you, man. Great show as always. Hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. Well, listen, we appreciate our listeners. We wouldn't have this podcast if it weren't for people checking and tuning in each and every week. Tell your friends about it. Tell Bill's Mafia about it and get involved with us again on social media. For Jamie D'Amico, I am John Boccasino signing off on Bill Eve, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.